shit's going down right now. So let you motherfucking haters know. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Killer Review. I am your host, Kyle Martin, and today we're going to be reviewing the updated live-action version of the original 1991 animated film uh, from Disney Animation, and that film is The Beauty and the Beast. Um, I just saw this film earlier today. Uh, I have to say that I was blown away by this. Uh, I, I... I fully expected uh, for and for those of you guys that don't know um, Disney well you should know anyway because they've been released but Disney's been basically remaking all of their old classic animated movie they, they remade Cinderella uh, well actually they started with doing kind of a reimagining retelling of Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent in uh, 2014 uh, the vehicle that started starred Angelina Jolie and in 2015 as I was starting to say uh, they've released Cinderella uh, last year their big hit uh, around this time was the Jungle Book um, and now of course we've got Beauty and the Beast and also for those of you who don't know uh, they've confirmed John Favreau who directed the live action Jungle Book will be directing a live action Lion King film uh, they currently have Guy Ritchie, who directed the Sherlock Holmes films, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr., uh, and as well as the upcoming King Arthur movie that's coming out later this year. Uh, he's attached to direct a live-action version of Aladdin. Um, they've announced a live-action version of Mulan. Tim Burton, uh, the last I checked, is attached to direct a live-action version of Dumbo. Um, they're going to do another villain-centric film off 101 Dalmatians uh, called Cruella. Uh, they're looking at doing a Tinkerbell movie and a live-action Little Mermaid film. So they're essentially remaking all of their great animated classics. And I would assume Snow White and probably Pinocchio will be on their way as well. Um, but with this film, you know, I, I really expected, uh, I was never growing up, I mean, this is, I was a year old when the original, uh, Beauty and the Beast came out, and, um, it was always one of my favorites, I, I'm preferential to The Lion King, but, uh, Beauty and the Beast is probably my second favorite out of those, uh, animated classics, and I wasn't sure how it was gonna go, my mother loved The Jungle Book, and while I liked the Jungle Book uh, last year, the, re the live action version, in the sense that it, uh, it was this, I, I liked the amazing special effects of that movie. And for those of you that don't know, everything in the Jungle Book that John Favreau did was in a garage. The grass and the ground was made up, the trees were made up, the animals were made up. The only thing that was real was the boy. Everything else was fake. Uh, nothing in it was real not even the outside world everything was fake even the sky um and those shots were amazing to be able to get the detail that they were with the animals and to get them to talk like they you would believe it 
is a modern feat of modern technology as to where we are uh, at in the world today. But I didn't like the film for that much because it was basically a scene-for-scene reshoot of the animated movie. And while I can appreciate that, I was bored. I was bored in the movie. Like, I loved the visuals, but I was bored. So, with Beauty and the Beast going into this, um, also, I saw this movie in IMAX 3D. I highly recommend seeing it in IMAX 3D. Um, I, I was tempered uh, with my expectations for this film because uh, of how I thought of Jungle Book. And I knew... Um, that this was probably going to be basically the same thing. And it is. This is a almost shot-for-shot shot remake of the live action. Granted, there's quite a little bit of extra backstory that is added to the film that's not in the original animated. Um, that being said, and it works for the most part. That being said, I loved this movie. I loved it. Um, I can't... I'll get to my, you know, and I'm not going to give it 5 out of 5 um, because I did have some gripes with it, um, but I love this film. The theater was pretty much packed, and thankfully, it was, it, this was an actually um, a pretty good theater-going experience um, for myself as, you know, I was expecting a lot of unruly kids and children there um, and just a lot of assholes, uh, if you will. Um, I, I will say that... Uh, the whole experience, like, um, the theater is not a huge chain, um, but they actually had, to set up the viewing of the film, they had uh, one of the workers there, and I'm assuming she probably did this on her, on her own, but it, it really it added to my experience of the movie. She came out, because this is a French film. This is, not an, this is a movie that takes place in France. It's French. And it's a French story. And the the worker, custodian, whatever you want to call her, uh, walked out in front of the big IMAX theater and was on a defective microphone, uh, which is, I guess, irrelevant for this. But she started it off by saying, Madame's and Monsieur's and Mademoiselle's and just just getting everybody into the you know, the the mood for this film that we were already, you know, wanting to see. And that added to the effect. It was very, they need, they should give her a raise for doing that. Uh, the madames and the monsieurs. It was, it was a great, um, a great kind of cap or beginning to the, the film before it started. And, uh... All of the original songs, um, Be Our Guest, uh, Beauty and the Beast, um, Bonjour, everything that's in the original is there, plus there's a couple uh, a new uh, songs. And I love this film. I, I, it is, I do not like musicals. I don't. The only musical that I've liked uh, that was been made... And when I say musicals, I don't mind stage musicals, but in the sense of in the movie theater, I don't like them, or as in film. Um, the only one up until this film that I actually enjoyed was Sweeney Todd, uh, with Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. One of the few Tim Burton movies I actually enjoyed. 
but this film is the best. It's the best musical I've ever seen. There, there are points in this film where I literally was sitting um, in the IMAX theater and I could swear I was in a stage theater. Uh, this film was so good. It was pulled off. Now, I'm going to say one of my... I want to get my gripe out of the way. So my gripe with the film is that is with Emma Watson and it's the fact that they... They had her lip sing and then they, you know, re-recorded her singing in a studio over her lips moving. So the mouth movement in the film in certain scenes doesn't work. Um, the director, uh, Bill Condon, navigated around that and you could tell. if you If you go and watch the film, you can see that... He tries not to show uh, Emma's Emma Watson, who plays Belle, um, her mouth uh, when she sings. He tries to do either she's not in the scene, or she's you know they're navigating the camera around her, so they're not you know that and, and that was well done. But it was one of my gripes, the biggest one I have. Um, I don't even no, I won't even say it's the biggest. The and the other one that I've had. Since day one was the beast. I do not like the look of the beast. Um, but I can get over that. And this film. And I'm going to get to the cast in a minute. But this film was amazing. I literally thought that I was sitting in a musical theater. Not a movie theater. Like a stage production. Um and with the cast the acting the voice acting was just great for the you know the uh items of property uh in the actual uh castle the actors themselves uh, let's just get into it so uh those of you who don't know who Emma Watson is she's she played Hermione Granger in Harry Potter she played Belle uh she played Belle uh de Villeneuve um Dan Stevens played the Prince slash Beast. Uh, Luke Evans was Gaston. Uh, Kevin Klein played Marie Spell's father. Um, Josh Gad played LeFou. Uh, those of you that have been keeping up in the, no the news um, would probably have heard that a lot of people are up in arms that LeFou came out, that, that Disney announced that LeFou was gay. And again, uh, as a lot of people have mentioned, um, I don't know why your problem, why in 2017 you have a problem with a gay character in an animated film. Uh, further, I, if you have, if you're boycotting a gay man in an animated film, this is a movie about bestiality. You're talking about a beast falling in love and like a beast, some sort of animal falling in love with a woman. And her falling in love with him. You know, this is, you know, you can condone one but not the other. It just, it just seems very, very hypocritical. Um, but anyway, uh, Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, in the Star Wars films, as well as in Train Spotting and quite a few others, was Lumaire. Um, Stanley Tucci, uh, a lot of you um, probably don't know a lot of his stuff. 
Uh, most of you will probably recognize him as uh, from the Hunger Games. I can't remember his character's name, but uh, in this, he plays Maestro Cadenza. Um, a lot of you will recognize Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. Uh, Ian McKellen has been as Magneto in the X-Men film franchise, as well as Gandalf the Grey in the Hobbit and Lord of the Ring films. Emma Thompson was Mrs. Potts. Uh, that's another Harry Potter alum. Um, Juju Mugba Ra was Plumette. Um, she needs to be getting more uh, roles. I mean, just uh, from the top down, the, the, the cast was perfectly put. And I have to say, uh, I had stayed away from most of the marketing stuff with this film because, one, I already knew the film and... Um, I just haven't had time. There's other films that I don't know about that I've been more interested in. And I didn't even know Ian McKellen was in this. I thought it sounded like him, but I never, I never picked up on it. Same as Kevin Klein as Maurice, um, or Ewan McGregor or Stanley Tucci. I never picked up on any of the, their voices that they were that actor. I was so invested in the film, um, that I didn't pick up on it. And I have never experienced, this is, it, it, it was very touching because I've never quite experienced something like this in the theater. Like I said, I thought I was literally in almost like I was at a staged musical in a, uh, like in Chicago, like I went to the Chicago theater and I was sitting in you know, for a musical or some kind of stage production, not an actual movie. And with this film, especially, I think the best musical number uh, was Be Our Guest, which is halfway through the film. And the CG, this is, again, that that part of the film with the CG was just amazing. Um, a lot of the kids throughout the movie were trying to touch, they were reaching out and touching, um the items with the 3d so that was kind of cool for me but with the song be our guest now i'm not spoiling anything because like i said uh this is a shot for shot remake of the original and i'm not going to get it i won't talk about the new scenes to the new mythology that they added although i don't think it's very it's none of it's important really to the plot so they do the musical number with be our guest so they get Lef, uh not lafu but uh Cardenza and um, uh, Lumaire and uh, Cogsworth and Mrs. Potts and Chip and you know everybody are you know they're singing and they're you know be our guest you, you you've seen the original so they go through that they have their just their beautiful colors and imagery in the film with the CG and then they do this trick several times throughout the film like. It's sort of, it's they make it like a musical. So once the musical number ends, the screen cuts to black. Sort of like the curtain in a in a stage musical or theater dropping or closing while they change sets or whatever. So the screen goes black at the end of the, not just be our guest, but several of the songs. And with this one in particular, this is where it started throughout the film. Uh, they, cause it's, it's the first time I believe they use it and they cut to black 
and there's like a second to a second and a half of where the screen is just black. And I'm not kidding, the theater gave an almost a standing ovation after the end of that song. And it's it wasn't, you know, I realize that this is, you know, it's a kid's movie and there are kids there, so the parents are, you know, trying to enjoy it with their kids. But I wanted to clap. I mean, the the, the film was just, the musical numbers, it was a good, it was a feel-good movie. The musical numbers... You, I was into the songs. Granted, it's all the classic songs, so we've all heard them before, and we know how they go, and we're waiting for you know. But it was just to me for all of that to be in because I've seen it all before and I've heard it all before. For me to be that involved in wanting more and eating it up as to what I'm seeing on the screen was just. It speaks to the script. It speaks to the acting, and it speaks to the director. Um, this was a almost flawless film. Almost flawless. Josh Gad comes in, you know, he they add the goofiness and the they give him the one-liners to throw out and he nails them pretty much perfectly. You know, they give his character a nice send-off at the end of the film. The whole movie is just it it's amazing. I can't say any more about this film. Um, if you've got kids, go see this movie. If you're my age and you know you're you're around thirty, you're you're you know twenty to thirty years old, and you grew up with this film. Go see this movie. Uh, it's 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 amazing. It, it's fun. It's like reliving your childhood almost. I mean, it it is. It's different enough from the original. It's the same, but different enough from the animated film that. You know, I, I didn't feel like I was in the... Like, it wasn't like the Jungle Book for me where I literally was bored. I was not bored at all in this film. I loved every single second of it. And... There are points in the beginning where I was like, yeah, I don't know about the musical number here. And that's that's pretty much the only time for me because that's where I noticed the lip singing of uh, Emma Watson in the beginning. Um, where they were doing bonjour and, um, but after that, like, after they got halfway through that musical number, I'd forgotten about it and I was just intent on the music, uh, and this, just the, the play of the music in the, the film. It's literally a stage musical is what this movie is. And, um, Gaston's wardrobe in it is almost... <laughs> It looks like something you would see on a stage. It doesn't look like they they didn't go overboard with their costuming. It, I mean, it looks like stuff you would see in an actual stage musical. Um, which is why I think I just this this movie was such an interesting experience in the in the actual theater um, for me personally. Um, so I I mean I'm gonna give this a rating. Uh, I'm not going to give it a five, like I said, but it's going to be my highest rated of the year. Um, even, and before I say that, uh, I, I'm, I apologize. I, I mentioned this in the Blackhawks podcast. I haven't been able to get you guys reviews because I've been on a mini vacation and I, uh, I left my microphone at home. So I did see Logan and I did see Kong Skull Island and 
I would have given Logan a four out of five. It's a great movie. It's uh, Hugh Jackman's best Wolverine film. Uh, a lot of positives about it, but I did have some negatives. Um, but I would recommend you guys go see that. It's a very emotional film. Kong Skull Island, you guys can skip. Uh, it was an absolute shit show. Uh, it may be the worst movie I've seen this year. I know it's definitely up there. I think I gave The Great Wall like a two and a half. I'm not even sure I would give Kong two and a half. I may only give it a two out of five. I really was disappointed in that film. Um, I didn't. A lot of people thought the CG of King Kong was good, and I didn't. I didn't even think that was good. The characters were bad. The script was bad. I. I, I was just. I was bored. When I'm in a King Kong movie and I'm bored, there's a problem. And all I could sit, I told my friend Travis, who has done some of these reviews with me, I, I told him I saw it, and I'm like, you guys trashed Peter Jackson's King Kong, but it's literally better than this. So anyway, I, I didn't forget about you guys with those reviews, but um, back to Beauty and the Beast. Um, I loved it. I loved every single uh, second of it. Um, I'm giving it a four and a half out of five. It's about as close as you will ever hear me give to a perfect score. I very rarely give perfect scores because the movie does have to be flawless. And I did, like I say, have some gripes with the look of the beast as well as Emma Watson's uh, voiceover lip singing um, in the beginning of the movie until they kind of noticed it and started to shoot around that. Um... Uh, that's, I, that's gonna wrap up my review of Beauty and the Beast. I want to talk about, uh, some of the films. I, I really do apologize for not getting our Robin Williams stuff out to you. I just, I haven't been able to get with Travis, uh, to start reviewing the stuff. Um, we had recorded Mrs. Doubtfire, and, uh, I think I, there was an error with it recording, and it didn't actually get recorded, so we need to redo it, and then we'll also have Man of the Year. I hope to have... I'm going to try to get both of those to you by Monday of uh, next week. So a week from this coming Monday. I'll try to have both of those to you guys. Um, Power Rangers is going to be a review coming up. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll be reviewing Life. Um, I believe I'm probably going to do a review of the Belco Experiment. I've been debating on whether or not to actually see the film, but... Uh, it's been getting pretty good reviews, and James Gunn uh, wrote it, I believe. And I love James Gunn. James Gunn did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, for those of you that don't know. So there will be a review coming of that probably tomorrow. Uh, there will be a review next week of Power Rangers in Life. And I, for sure there will be a review. I will go on record, <laughs> even though I keep saying it, of Mrs. Doubtfire for you guys next week. And Man of the Year will be to follow shortly thereafter. Um, as for the Batman films uh, with Kirstine, or, uh, Christine Osborne, um, I haven't worked that out with her. She's been recently moving. Um, and I, before when I review these films, I like to give you guys, uh, I like to re-watch re them and make some notes. And I usually actually watch them about three times. One, just to watch it as a film. Uh, to get my general feelings and then I watch it again for like direction cutting things like that and then I look for 
much more specific detail on the third uh, go around, the final go around. So that's how I review. I'm going to review these old films <clears throat> that we're going to be doing. So those are coming. Don't don't you know? Don't freak out. And I'm sorry that we haven't gotten them to you guys uh, sooner. But uh, so those are coming. I want to announce that uh, we will be uh, over the weekend. I believe, is it this? No, it's not this weekend. It's next. Is it? I think it's next weekend. We will be doing a WrestleMania 33 review. Um, I'm gonna try to get. A couple guys on with me um, to to review that. That's that's WWE WrestleMania 33. It's a four hour show, I believe. So the review is probably going to be at least an hour, if not two, maybe an hour and a half. It's going to be a long podcast for that. So uh, that'll be coming. I'm excited to do that. I think if you guys want and it goes off well, I may do. All the WWE pay-per-views, so we'll have the Blackhawks, we'll have movie reviews, and we'll have uh, WWE pay-per-views. So we're going to have all of that content coming to you guys. Um, So with that, I'm going to sign off. You guys will hear back from me tomorrow uh, with the the killer review, uh, with the Belco experiment. Uh, review as well as the Fear the Feathers Chicago Blackhawks review uh, as they take on the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, if you guys could go over to iTunes, uh, search for the Killer Review, click on the channel, give us five stars. Uh, get You guys giving us five stars will help us get the channel more notoriety and recognizing in. And if you guys could also give us some comments in the comment section to say what you like about the film or the the review, the post, and uh, you know, give us some feedback as to what you think about the podcast. And you know what, with the film, comment what do you guys think of the film. Tell tell us what you thought of um, the film uh, that we're reviewing, or the game that we're reviewing, or the sh- you know the wrestling show that we'll be reviewing. So feel free to comment at us. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at McBrooklyn48. And until next time, guys, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good right now. Let your motherfucking haters know. I get it in, make a rock. Can't stop me here, we take it to the top. We in the building, we in children. Gotta go home, time to make a million.